Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Best in Leeds podcast. I'm your host Craig Jones and sat across from me is Nathan Hyde. Nathan, how are you doing? I'm good mate, hello. This is your first appearance on the podcast, are you excited? Very excited, could hardly sleep last night. That's the stuff mate, that's the good stuff. Um, yeah, so Nathan is one of our colleagues at Leeds Live. Uh, Nathan, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you thought, how long you've been in Leeds for. Okay, so um, I've been in Leeds for almost four months now. Like yourself, moved up for the job, I'm one of the reporters here. Um, I used to live and work down in Reading, um, so I've made the trip north, um, and yeah, it seems to be going quite well. And Nathan, one of the things which we do on the podcast when we get a new guest host in is I ask them three things they like about Leeds. Do you think, because we've been here a similar amount of time, do you think you've got enough knowledge and background experience now to tell us three things you really like, really love about the city so far? I don't know, I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, I think... One thing, yeah, the food and drink scene's really good here. Definitely much better than Reading, where I came from. Um, seems to be in a rain. I'm doing my very best on spending all of my hard-earned money on going out and eating. So you're boosting the economy as well. Yeah, exactly, doing my thing for the economy. Um, so, yeah, food and drink scene. Um, this might be a slightly different one. I live up, well, live around the corner for you, but I live very close to Roundhay Park, which is a big favourite of mine. Mm. I frequent that place quite often. Um, and we've been, I guess, with Roundhay, we've been at a position where in a couple of months we've actually seen it at both sort of like angles, I guess, in terms of yeah. it was snowing, what, about two months ago and it was like covered in people sledging and then yeah. about a week or two back it's been glorious sunshine and obviously everyone's been out enjoying that. Yeah, exactly. It seems like the place to go, whether, you know, rain or shine. A few tinnies. Yeah. Um, and... The price of everything is just brilliant. Cheap, cheap pints, cheaper rent. Um, yeah, that is a massive bonus for me, and I enjoy it thoroughly. I mean, you know, some places are slightly cheaper, but um, there aren't that many places that will sell a six pound pint, which you know, <laughs> is encouraging. We can find them though, yeah. Um, and I guess, obviously, worth saying that you did the half marathon just a week or so back. How was that? Painful. I think that'll probably be my first and last half marathon. Um, but the like, event itself was phenomenal. Um, incredible support, you know, um, people coming out with everything from like water to jelly babies and orange slices. And I think I saw cakes, although I might have been a bit delirious at that point. Wishing you saw cakes. Yeah, yeah wishing I saw cakes. As some guy had his garden hose and was just spraying rose where it passed, you know. Um, so yeah, the support was absolutely incredible and it is like a really well organised event. Um, Especially that last stretch where I could barely, barely run. I would call it more of a trundle. Um, and there was a lot of people support, helping over the finish line. Um, so, yeah, really good. I'll definitely go and watch next year, I think. Cheer everyone on. Yeah, yeah. And maybe with a beer instead of actually running it. And I guess the important thing is, for the record, how long did it take you to do it? Um, two hours, 22 minutes, I believe. Not a bad time? Yeah. So I was going for 2.15 and... Uh, I managed to stay with the pacer for most uh, until about mile 11 mm. and then she got away from me and then the t- lady who's doing the 2 minute 20 pacing got away from me as well 
and by that point I didn't really care I just wanted to finish, sort of finish exactly. yeah a few cheap pints at the end yeah definitely um, they had that alcohol free beer at the end of the line which didn't do it for me no. yeah um, so yeah no definitely a few well earned pints and I guess obviously you mentioned getting out and about enjoying the scene I mean I know obviously I've been doing that with gig reviews and theatre you obviously went to the Narcos event last week did, the old yeah. two what was that like? Yes, it was really good. I'm a massive fan of the Narcos series on Netflix. Like Pablo Escobar. Yeah, and uh, they actually, so anyone who hasn't seen it, it's the two um, drug enforcement agents um, who went over to Colombia and led the investigation that uh, found and eventually killed Pablo Escobar. Um, and it, So they came down and it starts off with, they actually play a bit of the, the Netflix show, mm. um, kind of like a trailer. Um, they're quite proud of it. They were uh, consultants on the first two seasons. Um, so they actually helped write, and then they're sort of more first-hand accounts from them about. Um, it, I mean, it was really good, fascinating. Obviously, they had so many stories to tell. Um, you know, at one point, I think pa- they said Pablo Escobar was responsible for like eighty percent of the world's cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, and obviously there's stories about like shootouts and gunfights and chases and all that sort of thing and it's a weird contrast I interviewed in the previous session I interviewed Steve Murphy who was one of the um, yeah. detectives or something I interviewed him and it was difficult because a couple of things came up with difficult was that one of them being he found it quite weird in a way that obviously you're dealing with someone who's actually quite revered and quite sort of yeah. championed over there the, lo- the locals for the most part loved that escort didn't they I guess yeah. he did a lot of good things as well yeah well uh, at the end they said um, that if you they were like go over to Colombia if you ever get a chance beautiful country mm. the civil war's over um, obviously there are some dangerous parts but most part is safe and lovely people but whatever you do don't slag off Escobar don't um, because he's still loved by so many people there he's you know like he did bring a lot of people out of poverty um, and you know built housing and things like that um, I suppose gave a lot of people jobs um, but they also sort of stressed throughout the show that I think he was responsible for the deaths of up to like 15,000 people and maybe more yeah. So it's a bit, yeah. bit of a grey area. <laughs> yeah, and, and at one point they said like he had great leadership qualities and things like that. So obviously there was a respect there, but they hated him. Um, and yeah, it was. I mean, the only thing I would say, I, I know I said before that there was some you know really cool stories. Is a lot of it was quite informative, and maybe mm. they could have sort of worked a few more like first-hand accounts because you know you want to. You almost want to f- know feel part of it a little bit, maybe. Yeah, you want to know what it's like to be like trekking through the jungle mm. and hunting Escobar, and you know, even like what a typical day is for them, you know, because that sort of job you never really get that insight. And at times, it was a little, it felt a little bit like almost like a s- sort of slideshow. But yeah, okay. On the whole, it was really. I mean, if um, I know they're doing a tour of the UK, I don't know if they're still here, but you know, if you do get a chance and you are a fan of the show, it's definitely worth going to see. Great stuff. And I guess we should say what is coming up in this edition. So obviously, we've got coming up in this edition, we've going to give you a sneak peek tour behind the scenes of the new massive shopping centre which is coming to Yorkshire it's going to be on the M62 it's going to be based um, just near the Escape which is the big um, ski slope already there and it's going to wel- welcome well it's going to be the biggest shopping centre that's open in the UK for 20 years so we've got a bit of a behind the scenes there we've also got our colleague Sam who's going to be telling you everything you need to know about the new Wicked musical which is coming to the Grand Theatre next month and also we're going to be going to meet a restaurant team talking about the Leeds food scene as well and the one final thing we've got X Factor winner James Arthur as well who will be speaking to us about sharing a programme bill this one with Lionel Richie Britney Spears and Sheik it's, and Noel Gallagher wow. as well it's a, it's a big it's wow. a big episode so anyway with no further ado let's go and have a look at this new shopping set on the M62 
Hello, my name is Marcus Briggs. I am one of the core team on Axiom. And I'm Philip Lund. I'm Managing Director of the development group behind Axiom. So chaps, thank you very much for letting these live down here today. Can you tell us a little bit about what we're doing and how the site's going? Well, Craig, it's, it's, it's been great to get you down here today. Um, Axiom is, is a, it's an awesome project to be involved in. And uh, we're working hard at the moment to, to, to try and get the project on site later on this summer. But, but today, Craig, it's been great just to, to get you in the car, to bounce you around, give you a four-wheel drive experience of our site, and for you just to understand really how big this project is and, and how sizable the site is. And it's really great that you can share some images with, with, uh, with your viewers. I think for us, we spend a lot of time looking at this project on screens and on plans and on iPhones. But it's not until you come on site and you actually stand on the middle of this site and you see that we've got 1.2 kilometres of the M62 in front of us that you realise the scale of, of what we're undertaking here, which is really exciting for us. And it's really exciting for the community as well, I think. And it's good you mentioned that because obviously from our point of view we've had a lot of readers interested in what's going on, the, the demand for sort of knowing the brands has been really high as well. It must be great for you to sort of get that response from the public and know what you're doing is obviously wanted and necessary, yes. I think, I mean, we, 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 we launched, we formally launched Axiom and, and um, everything around it about six weeks ago now and the response that we've had, not just from sort of people in the local communities but also the response that we had I think from, from a lot of uh, Leeds Lives followers but also it was incredible the response we had from, from the population in, in Hull. And I think it's just the fact that we, we, we're doing it differently. We're bringing some really cool and quite unique uh, leisure attractions as part of the offer. And, and Craig, I think you're gonna have some videos that, that, that um, you'll be putting out over the coming weeks and people on our own Facebook channel, which is Axiom uh, Yorkshire, will be able to see some of the cool leisure stuff that we're doing. But the reaction we've had from the general public has just been incredible. And how long has the plan been open for? Well, these projects, these projects are big projects. By the time you go through, by the time you go through land assembly, by the time you go through planning, we've been working on this project now for five years. We will be on site later on this year. It's then a three-year build, so we will be opening towards the end of 2021. Hopefully, hopefully September 2021. It could be October 2021. So that will be eight years from start to finish, which on a project of this scale is incredibly fast. So we sort of we're very proud of how we've achieved it, and really. How the local community and local Wakeford, the local authority, work with us and and help us on this journey. It's going to be something massive for Yorkshire. I mean, you mentioned obviously Leeds and obviously Wakefield and obviously through to Hull. I mean, it must be great for you to sort of bring the community together by doing something like this as well. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's always been from the very start. It's been a community-based uh, project um, with a community stadium for Cast Tigers. That's been a big part of the scheme, and then building the sporting ethic and the family offer around that has been as important as it is to, to get the key anchor tenants in who are good family brands, but also get some new and exciting brands into what will be a new shopping environment. And I guess as well, this is something really unique for the country, isn't it? Because I mean, this is going to be the biggest shopping centre in about 20 years, is it? Correct. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's almost 20 years since a um, large out-of-town shopping centre has been launched in this country. And the, 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 world's, the world's changed massively and when you look at the digital technologies that there, some of the new leisure attractions that we've been looking at around the world, there's some really awesome stuff that, that's going on elsewhere in the world that hasn't come to this country yet and, and I think that's the really exciting thing for us. It's our opportunity to redefine really what a retail and leisure experience looks like. So gentlemen, um, obviously 
launching someone new in maybe a difficult client for the retail sector, is that a risk or is that something you're a bit excited about? Well, there's no, there's no doubt that the retail world is changing significantly at the moment. It's sort of seismic change, that's what it feels like. Um, but I don't think it's as simple as the internet versus the physical store. I think the way retailers are looking at it is a far more holistic approach to how they reach their followers, how they get their brand out there, and how they provide for the consumer. And I think what they're looking for is they're looking for accessible locations, and they're looking for flexibility of space. So as their brand changes and the way they showcase items and the way they sell things changes, it can adapt with their environment. Good thing that we have is we've got a really good accessible location where all the motorways in Yorkshire meet, so you cater for a wide catchment. And also it's the first time an out-of-town shopping centre of this scale has been built for 20 years, which means that you can build in flexibility in an 106 acre estate, whereby retailers can showcase accordingly and, and really reach those consumers in the way that they want. So it's an opportunity, I think, for us to um, reinvent things a bit and work with them. And I guess as well, people are wondering, um, in terms of what's coming, can we say a lot? Are you tight-lipped at the minute? What, what, what retails and brands can we expect? It's, it's, look, it's, we've got to be pretty sensitive when you're having some of the discussions that we're having. And I think this has been one of our frustrations where we can't come out and talk publicly about some of the really cool stuff that we're doing. But what we can say is um, we have some uh, great brands that are in the process of signing up now and we will be announcing them through this summer and, and look great you will be you'll be you'll be one of the first people to know when when, when we do but, but we've got some really great brands some of them are are new to uk and they just get what we're doing we're offering the right product at the right time in terms of things that that we we can let you know um and i think this is one of the big things that all the cast tigers fans are waiting for is news of what is the stadium going to look like and so what we can let know is our full professional design team they're not just working away on the shopping centre, what it looks like, and the highways and the infrastructure. Uh, we've got a full team now working on the uh, reserve matters planning application for the stadium, which is the full detail, including all the, the, the building drawings. And we are going to be holding a public consultation event on the 21st and 22nd of June in Cass. Uh, we, we will be announcing exactly when and where um, through our Axiom Yorkshire Facebook channel. But look, the club, the support we've had has been absolutely incredible and we are really excited about letting the fans see what the stadium is finally going to look like and I'd love to meet you. But there is going to be more news that we will be releasing uh, on our channel and Craig, I know we're going to be sitting down on a more frequent basis and talking to your Leeds Live listeners and you know we'll see where we will go together on our journey. Uh, chaps, that sounds great to me. Good luck with everything, obviously, with myself and I know our readers and obviously our viewers are going to be really interested, so good luck with the project. Well, Craig, for your viewers, one of the things that we love to get in the feedback when you sort of ask which brands would you like to see, and really, that's what this is about. You know, there is an opportunity for not just sort of the local community here, but the wider Leeds and Yorkshire region to influence what this scheme is going to be like. So if you see brands as you're travelling around the world and you see brands elsewhere in this country and you see leisure things that you'd like to do, Please let Craig know, fire as many things as you can be, because, because then look, we can listen to what you're saying, and look, that, that, that's the thing for us. We want to hear from you, and you be a part of this project. Definitely, it's not about, the, these ideas don't come from a boardroom, or they don't come from a corporate environment. There are no grey suits in sight, as no, you can they, see. They don't, they come, they come from the people who are going to be proud of what we produce, hopefully, and, and where they're going to shop and spend time with their families.
Yes, so that was the team behind the Axiom Shopping Centre project on the M62. Nathan, sounds interesting. It's a big multi-million pound um, operation with lots of jobs coming, lots of new shops. Good thing for the economy, good thing for Yorkshire, yes. Yeah, definitely. And they, um, even though obviously it's, it's not in Leeds itself, they seem like they're quite keen to attract you know the market here and a lot of shoppers here. Um, yeah, I mean, you've been down. What were your thoughts when you... There. It, well, it was interesting being down there and seeing it at sort of ground level. You know, you in sort of three, four years' time, it's going to be this massive, huge, huge multi-million pound shopping centre. And actually, I say when I was there the other day, it was literally just the ground. They took us on a little tour. We're going to got, got on the website on, um, on our website. We're going to put um, a sped up video tour. So they took me around like a Land Rover type thing and. Uh, Sort of bouncing around the around the, around the site and stuff. It's massive, yeah. and it really puts it into perspective. Actually, just how I guess how much work it is to do, and how big it's going to be. When it's there, and, and I think it was quite interesting because obviously we heard in the interview. I tried to push them a little bit on what new shops coming. Cause that's what that's what I guess everyone wants to know, isn't it? And they promised a few things that are going to be a bit different, maybe surprise people. And I think one of the other things that's really nice, away from the food and drink and the shopping side of things, as great as that's going to be for families and stuff. I guess, and it is off our patch slightly, I guess, but Castlefield Tigers are so going to get a new home as well, and that must be amazing for the fans as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that, that uh, where they're at at the moment is, you know, obviously fans have a lot of love for that place, but it is getting on a bit, it's a mm. bit old, so I'm, you know, I'm sure there'll be, um, a lot of them will be happy to move on to a new home, onwards and upwards sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how much it obviously provide quite a lot of competition for some of the shops in Leeds as well. Mm. I mean, did they go into, you know, why they chose that location? I think it. I think it's quite a good catchment area because we've talked a little bit about where it is. I mean, it's obviously, it, well, one big advantage is that you've got, so the, the escape stuff there already, which is, you know, still the road networking theories are relatively already in place. And as you say, you've got a big city in Leeds nearby you've got obviously Hull just up the M62 mm-hmm. which is not that far away and they were even, I think they were even saying maybe sort of the north east type maybe not quite as far as Newcastle but potentially Newcastle as well and I think actually speaking to them they want to maybe because obviously you mentioned Leeds is quite blessed with a good shopping experience but maybe on the other side of us like Castlefield Way not so much and I yeah. think and I think maybe they just want to try and maybe boost that side of the auction a little bit yeah definitely um, I'm sure m- just as much as the shops people we want to know the parking situation and how easy it is to get there and back but you know and have they got an opening date in mind yet um it's gonna be a couple of years i mean we have done a few stories on it it's, i think it's about three or four years away yeah. they're gonna they told me they hopefully um work on the site will probably start at the end of the summer then we'll go from there so oh yeah if you're interested obviously we're gonna have loads of stuff over the next couple of months years or so in the build so it's a look on our website and we'll keep you posted obviously and then let's move forward to our next feature. So we spoke to our colleague Sam um, about the new Wicked musical, which is coming to the Grand Theatre next month. So let's see what Sam's got to say about that. So Wicked is one of my favourites. As you know, I'm a big musical fan, and Wicked is definitely up there for one of the best new shows we've had uh, sort of in the last decade. Um, so for those of you that don't know what Wicked is... Like myself, maybe. Exactly. So the tagline is the untold story of the witches of Oz. So we all know the Wizard of Oz, we know that there was the Good Witch and the Bad Witch, we know there's the Cowardly Lion, mm. the Tin Man, you know these characters, it's a classic story. So Wicked is based on a novel that's set as a prequel to Dorothy arriving in Oz. So it's basically everything that happened before that, before the point where Dorothy fell from the sky in a house and uh, 
destroyed the Wicked Witch. And caused all kind of havoc, basically. Exactly, yes. So, um, it's a fantastic show. It's The music is so clever. The staging and the costuming are just so different. It's It really is like another world when you're watching it. Um, and it's a long way from the sort of slightly twee Wizard of Oz mm. kind of narrative. You know, there's definitely a dark undercurrent to it's quite it. quite edgy. Definitely, yeah. There's um, a lot of politics in it. There's a lot of... It's just really interesting as a backstory, and the, the lyrics are sharp. They're so on point, um, I and the music's the, fantastic. The set pieces are pretty good as well, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. They, they go all out. Like I said, the costume is a big part of it as well. Um, but the I don't want to give away anything with spoilers and things like that. But one of the central focal pieces of the of the set that you might have seen in images is a huge dragon that sits on the top of the stage. Mm. Um, and just the way they do the interchanging scenes is really clever as well. There's some good special effects used. Um, so I've already seen the show quite a few times I accidentally saw it three times in two weeks which I know makes me sound mad I accidentally saw it three times I, 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 I hold my hands up it's not intentional <laughs> saw it on a Hindu on the West End then went to the press night and I'd already bought tickets on top of the press night so yeah three times in two weeks did not get bored that's uh, how good a show it is well I was going to say do you get something different each time you've seen it then or yeah I think the detailing in it means that if maybe you've seen it before go back and see it again mm. you'll see something different or even just being familiar with the story the music means you just get that new level of enjoyment with it so I'd thoroughly recommend it um, it's at Leeds Grand from the 13th of June to the 7th of July, so you've got quite a big window. Tickets have been on sale for a while, though, so you need to take a look and get booking mm-hmm. quick if you do want to go. Um, you can check out the dates and tickets at wickedthemusical.co.uk or, of course, go to the Leeds Grand website as well um, and get that booked because it really is fantastic. And undoubtedly you'll be reviewing it for our website at some point I am in the on future. the list again. <laughs> so, yes, you will hear my review of it, but... Like I said, I know I just sound like a massive fangirl at this point, but it it just it's just one of those shows that stays with you, and it, you could just watch it again and again. So yeah, I thoroughly recommend it. And if Sam hasn't convinced you enough, which I think she might have, but she hasn't, um, have a little listen to what the cast have got to say about the new production as well. I'm Amy Ross, and I will be playing Elphaba. It's exciting to play a role that lots of people kind of relate to. My name's Helen Wolfe and I'll be playing the role of Glinda. I've been with the show since 2013 on the original UK and Ireland tour. We are here because we're having a lovely photo shoot alongside Aaron and Amy in preparation for the press launch for the new tour. I'm Aaron Sidwell and I'll be playing Fiero. So today I'm doing a photo shoot with the girls who I'm very, very, very excited about it. And this is all for the announcement of the full company. So, had hair and makeup done, which is really lovely. <laughs> the audience response was wonderful last time, and, and so really looking forward to going back and seeing the crowds again. I met Amy before, I've not met Helen before. I know she's got a big history with the show. For me and Amy, this is the first time they're doing it. It's really exciting and I'm really looking forward to it. I just can't wait to start. I think they can expect just pure magic. So Nathan, yeah, that was wicked. Has Sam sold it to you well there? Is that something you might fancy seeing in the next week or two? Not a big musical fan, if I'm being brutally honest, but... Did you sell it to you? <laughs> no, I mean, she, she seemed to enjoy it um, quite a lot. I've never seen any sort of production of Wicked at all, but 
to be honest, she seemed to enjoy it quite a lot. So, I mean, I could be tempted, um, but I don't. Today, I've never paid to go see a musical, so it would have to be something pretty special. We might get you a review ticket, then maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know, if if it's a freebie, then obviously, yeah. But um, and at the theatre at the minute as well, you've still got time to catch uh, the girl on the train as well at the West Yorkshire Playhouse. That's there till June the 9th. You can get tickets on the website. I went to the press night a couple of days back. And it was interesting. Have you have you read the book or have you seen the film? Or? I haven't read the book, um, but most of my family and girlfriend have read it and absolutely loved it. And I know it was a huge hit. I saw the film as well, um, which because obviously the original is set in the UK, yeah, isn't yeah. it? But then the film was with Emily Blunt was actually in America. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, that was alright. It was, it's quite a good thriller, isn't it? I think. I mean, obviously, no spoilers or anything. I think for people that haven't seen it, you know, the, the twist at the end is quite interesting. And it, I mean, I've, I've not read the book myself, but I've seen the film, and uh, the twist at the end is quite interesting. And in the theatre show, they do it well. I mean, it is set back in the UK here, which I think, I guess, if you're a fan of the book, I would imagine you may be more drawn to maybe. And it's um, Jill Halfpenny used to be in EastEnders, and I think she was in Strictly at one point as well, and various other sort of TV dramas. And she's very good as the main protagonist, and it goes along quite nicely. And, and like you say, it does, the, it does the twist quite well at the end, and it's quite dark, and the set's really cool because obviously it's difficult with theatre that you've got this train which is quite focal yeah, to what's going on. How does the train work? Um, when you get there, and the sort of the stage is it, it's sort of set up a bit like a train window, so it's quite curved and it's got like a sort of lighted rim around it, and it's quite good the way they do it. So when when it's when the train's in transit, you sort of get like a whoosh sort of thing, you know, effects going across like the what effectively would be the screen, I guess. And then um, and then they sort of have the, the bits and pieces in the houses and that's like one static step then. And yeah, it's quite good the way they do that. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite... I thought they, yeah, It's difficult to translate something like that, I think, into theatre a little bit. But the one, my only one criticism was there was a few times... I said back in the office to you guys when I came back, there's a few times where it is quite a dark and quite a serious topic and fans of the book will know, certainly fans of the film will know. Um, and there's a few times they've sort of played for humour a little bit and a bit of dark comedy in that situation is fine but there's one or two bits where I just thought that's not really dark it's a bit slapsticky a bit gone a little bit too far yeah a little bit there was a few, there was a few like little references I thought that didn't really if anything it, it slowed the narrative a little bit I'd say yeah. but in general I really enjoyed it and we give, the, we give it a really positive review on the website just one or two little bits and, and is that, that the UK premiere it was it was the first it was the first one yeah and then not yeah. I assume with the view to obviously getting elsewhere across the country, and it might that might even be something they work on. You know, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe they were just sort of you know putting feelers out to see if that kind of comedy. What I mean, was there much laughter when it went out? There was a bit. You know what? In the first act, there was a bit of laughter. So maybe maybe I was just the minority. There was a bit of laughter, but I just I think the thing was I was not expecting there to go to experience laughter. That's what I would yeah. say. So it was a bit of a surprise. But yeah, in, in general, I really liked it, and and you start to say you've got time to catch it, and June 9th is where it finishes. And Nathan, we should probably move on because it's a pretty packed edition, this, uh, this edition of Best in Leeds. So going forwards, I went down to um, a Hyde Park restaurant called Ale. It serves, serves a lot of hosts of Asian cuisine. It's opened earlier this year. And I chatted to the team there just to get a little flavour of what they're doing and what they're on. It's like obviously in the student area. So let's have a little listen to them and see if it's uh, up your street. <laughs> so my name is James Uwe and I am owner of Little Bow Boy and co-owner of Ayo, which we're in today. James, tell us a little bit about the business here and when you opened and what you sort of do here. So. Yes, so we opened at uh, the beginning of February, so it's quite a new business mm. um, in this little student pocket. Um, it's Pan-Asian street food, essentially. So it's, I grew up in uh, my mum and dad's restaurant, which is like a Thai noodle bar. I'm half Chinese-Malaysian, so it's taken sort of um, 
bits of just different influences from Asian food, whether it be Thai, Malaysian, Chinese, um, and incorporating it into um, into this little little place we've got here. Um, but we've really focused on um, plant-powered food, and we see you know it's up and coming, um, and you know you know it, it's now it's really coming to the limelight, and you know we have to. I think any place that does food now has to be able to cater for you know meat eaters and you know mm. vegetarians and vegans. So we've really tried to make sure there's an equal amount of choices for everyone here. And you mentioned being in the heart of student district, basically. Yeah. What's the reaction been like for the locals? Studentsville, yeah, they seem to like it. Um, we do big portion sizes, to be honest. I do. So, <laughs> so um, they, they, they like it, and you know, it's, we're not losing the quality of the food. So. Um, the students, especially on a Sunday night when we our sort of deliveries just go mental because you just know everyone's probably <laughs> suffering with a bit of a sore head. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so um, yeah, we, the, the reception's been really good, um, especially when the sun's shining. These streets are buzzing. Everyone's mm-hmm. out sat on the front having a few drinks, and then people trickling to here. So it's a really good vibe. It's good. And just looking around in here as well, so the decor's fantastic. Tell us a little bit about the sort of vibe and the sort of uh, the idea. Of it. So we wanted to take some sort of traditional aspects of um, sort of the Asian look. So we've got the jade green tiles. We did we did all this ourselves, mm. uh, except for the murals, which are, uh, a guy called Mike did for us. He did it all by hand actually. Um, I can't say that I helped that that much because I was terrible. I got <laughs> I got put on to do the grouting and then I got taken off in about ten minutes. Um, but yeah, so we've got the dragon mural at the back on the back wall, which is all done by hand. Which we, well, I think it look, I think the first it looks really good. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we've got a phrase here it's called "mix it evenly." Um, that comes from when you go when we used to go to Malaysia. When I go to Malaysia and see the family, you, when you get your meal, they always tell you to mix it evenly. Otherwise, you don't get the flavours properly. <laughs> so, for example, we've got a dish called congee, which is like a Chinese risotto. Mm. And it's got like um, chili oil on top, soy sauce on top, ginger, garlic, sesame, um, coriander, chili. But if you don't mix it in, then you don't get the flavour. So it's a sound advice then. It's a sound, yeah. It's the it's the it's the over 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 looking advice and everyone who comes in. Every time you <laughs> eat the food, I always tell people you got to mix it in even before you eat it. And then um, the food scene generally, it's obviously you've been in a great position to sort of give us a bit of advice on how it is at the minute. How, how do you think it's looking at the moment? Food scene's wicked. Um, I think, I mean, I come from a street food background. Little Bow Boy is street food, mm. so I've sort of grown up in, well, not grown up, but I've been working in that circle for the last year or so. Um, what I do notice is, is that the city centre is really expensive, and there's only a handful of independents who can really afford to in the city centre. Yeah. So I think what you're starting to see a lot more of is um, pockets of little people opening in the suburbs. You know, so obviously you've got it here. Mm. Um, you've got some great little. I think you've got some great little. Eat. I mean, look at Cat's Pajamas in in Headingley. Yeah, yeah. Um, they start in Headingley, and then obviously they they got the. Re- I really like it. They've got been, but it's really good. Yeah. Built up, built up, and now they're open city centre. Um, so I I think it's there's a lot going on the independent food scene, but I also think that uh, the street the street food and we obviously we do street food here. The street mm. food scene, uh, I think. It, this year and last year and going into the next into 2018 is exploding and it seems as well from the outside looking in that there's a real nice community between the vendors and some of the business as well is that, is that something you've been yeah, yeah yeah definitely like I've, I've not come across one uh, street food vendor that I don't get on with because mm. everyone's everyone's after the same goal like everyone they like food the thing about being when you work in sort of street food is that you, uh, you don't have to particularly be a trained chef you just mm. have to have a passion for your food I will never go up and say I can cook you 
uh, a vongole with like this Italian knock because I can cook Asian food, that's my thing. Um, and that's the great thing about it. So I've, and everyone just has a passion for their food and they're always just they're trying to make a buck at the same time and enjoy what they're doing. And you know, we do, um, and, you know, Leeds is a good scene for it at the moment. Like we've got Eat North just started and yeah, exactly. food. So, um, you know, that's something we did last year. We actually did one of the first ever food events at Eat North before, before Eat North had even started. It was just North Brewing Company, just trying out food vendors. Mm. And it's meant to see from the beginning of the year last year to now. Like when we first went, there was like maybe 60 people. And it wasn't, and it was just North Brewing Company. And now it's like, you know, you're getting a couple of thousand in the summer. So it's, it builds up fast, if you know what I mean. And you mentioned, obviously, the idea of maybe picking the right area in the suburbs. Are you maybe looking once you've established here to maybe look elsewhere to grow as well? Is that part of the plan? Or is oh, it I'm not talking that far ahead. <laughs> I just think about, I just think about nailing it now. I don't, I would never, we'd, we'd never want to force anything at I.O. Mm. We just want it to go, grow organically. So if it's doing well here, and um, you know, we think we could, uh, we we were in a position where we could do and expand it mm. without stretching ourselves, and that would be that would be wicked. But um, at the moment, you know, we've only been open here for like a couple of months yeah. at best, so we're just trying to nail it right here. And you know, since um, we've uh, since we started working with our like press quite a lot and what have you, and you know, we've really managed to get our name out. You know, it's really, really, really picked up. The momentum's building. With yeah, it. yeah. It just goes to show how, you know, it's really important. The thing, the thing about here is, obviously, you don't have the footfall that you would in the city centre. Mm. So it's really important to n- nail our social media yeah. and get the word our name of mouth out. Stuff yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, that takes time. Mm. And you know, we get to that. It's going up now, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And you know, we're getting some really good feedback. So um, we're happy with the way it's going. Fantastic. And I guess I wanted to ask. If a student comes in on a Sunday, what what and a bit on goal for me? What is their go to? What what is it they come? The go to is the Korean fried chicken bao burger. <laughs> so basically, it's a whole chicken thigh um, that we marinate in um, some of our secret sauces and buttermilk, mm. um, and then we coat it in seasoned um, in our seasoning and um, flour, and we obviously deep fry it. And then instead of a burger bun, we do um, we make the we make the buns out of a steam, the steam bow bun, but we shape it into a burger bun instead. Oh, so it's 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 about one and a half times bigger than my than my bow buns that I do with the pop up stall. So it's a it's a big old so, meal. So it's the big portion basically. <laughs> no, you can't hold it one hand. You know what I mean? Like it's a two hander job. Um, but yeah, that seems to be for the meat eaters. That definitely seems to be the go to. Mm. And then likewise for anyone who's sort of veg or vegan, people go for the tofu burger. It's just they're getting the carbs in there. They're just, fill, they're just filling up on the carbohydrates. Ready for the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we make all the buns by hand. Um, so every sort of Wednesday, we open up on a Wednesday from five. So every Wednesday we're in here prepping the dough um, and making it all so it's, you know, it's really, the buns are really fresh and, you know, they're quite, it's a big old bun, but it's quite light at the same time. So people, it seems to be going down to be honest with that. And uh, you mentioned social media. Obviously, if anyone wants to have a look at what you guys do, and obviously have a look at the great deco, what, yep. what's your account? So, if you want to go on Instagram, it's um, IO Leads, which is A I Y O. Same with Facebook, IO Leads. Um, you can also get through through my street food one, which is Little Bow Boy, and that's on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, and we're on Twitter. We're on t- uh, Little Bow Boy on Twitter as well, but all our IO links are put through Little Bow Boys on, on the Twitter gram, so um, you can get us through all. All means of social platform. 
Thank you. No worries. That's great. Thank you very much. So Nathan, bit of food for thought there. Would you be tempted to go over there maybe on a Sunday, a bit hungover? Maybe that be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm actually somewhat of an expert on hungover food. Um, I normally go for a big greasy full English breakfast, like many people. Is that is that your hangover cure? Is it? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say cure, um, but. It's, it's normally my go-to. It's more of an incentive to get me out of bed a lot of the time. But I'd definitely give it a go. And it, and it seemed as well there was quite a nice mix of sort of stuff there for meat eaters and obviously vegetarian and vegan options. That's quite good as well, I guess. And the biggest thing probably being the, the huge portions. Yeah, huge portions. Sold. <laughs> Always a bonus. Um, I mean, the vegetarian vegan thing, that's great. But not something that will draw me in necessarily. Portion size, maybe. Portion size, yeah. And going forward now, our final feature of this week's edition of the Best in Leeds podcast. Um, so I chatted to James Arthur, the former X Factor winner. He's on the bill of this packed programme of musical superstars. Into what is happening in Scarborough? Exactly, mate. Scarborough, mate. This, uh, this big programme, it's got the Scarborough Fair Theatre this summer's got, I think, about eight or nine shows, and it's to name just three or four. You've got Britney Spears, Lionel Richie, Sheik, Noel Gallagher, and yeah, James Arthur's there as well. They're doing something right over there, aren't they? Yeah, the booking agent needs a bonus, bonus, I think. Exactly. I mean, the question, why not Leeds? That is a big question. Why can't they stop over, you know? I'm sure. Exactly, I'm mate. sure we'd welcome Britney with open arms if a, she came. A double-header, mate. Get her down the arena. Get her down the arena, yeah. Her and Lionel. Yes. Double act. <laughs> um, so I chatted to James about coming to Scarborough, and I'm sure loads of fans from Leeds are going to be down there. It's a in- really interesting listen, actually, so see what you think. Um, it's, it's one of the things, looking from afar, they've obviously got yourself coming, they've got like Britney Spears, Lionel Richie, Sheet, Noel Gallagher. I mean, <laughs> they seem to really push the boat out and getting like big name sort of chart-topping stars there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that, that's amazing. I didn't realise Noel Gallagher and Sheet and the likes of those guys were going there as well, so yeah, that, that, that's exciting. And James, for yourself, and it's been, like you say, a pretty hectic year or two, um... How's it been for yourself to maybe just get back out there performing, recording music? That must have been a great thing for yourself. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I've, ne- I've never really been out of the studio. Um, never stopped stopped creating music. Uh, it's nice to be back out there and be embraced by people and, mm. um, to see to see that people are uh, you know excited about hearing my new music and stuff like that. It, it's very encouraging, and no, I feel really grateful that that I was. Um, I was kind of taken back by the public and you know it's well documented uh, I, had, I had a tough time and um, looked like my career was pretty much dead and buried and to, to have that big comeback was was huge for me it meant that I got you know I got a new lease of life and I'm just enjoying every second of it at the moment and um, you know um, enjoying these opportunities and yeah I can't, I can't wait for Scarborough it's going to be a, it's going to be lovely to, to do such a big fest I think it's I think it's one of the big Venues in the world, so mm. it's, 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 kind of, it's, a, it's a nice little reminder that I'm doing all right. From looking from afar, do you think maybe one of the reasons why, you, as you said, you're welcome back so like willingly, I guess, was because I guess obviously first the music and also because you were quite honest in your music. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I think honesty, honesty was one of the things that, that helped me get where I am. You know, I, I didn't shy away from my problems. You know. Uh, I, I, I admitted, you know, that I was that I was sick, mm. and that was, you know, that I wasn't coping, and um, and yeah, it was the best thing I ever did, and I, and since then, mental, you know, the, the subject of mental health has, has become a massive part of my life, and, mm. and I, I've, I've certainly seen the 
importance and the value in, in, in being honest and speaking about your, your problems and I, I encourage anyone else to do the same because it, it really can get you back on track. Given that you obviously came to prominence on X Factor, um, what would your advice be to people maybe considering doing that going forward? Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. That I think I think I would encourage people to do it. I mm. mean, especially you know, for me, I, I kind of was was you know um, forced into doing that. I, I, I you know, and it's well documented. I came from nothing. Mm. And, and I know a lot of kids with a lot of talent are in the same position, you know, come, come from a very poor, impoverished background. So for some, for some kids, it's, it's kind of the only option, you know, especially when you're living up north. You know, you got, unfortunately, you've got to be down south if, you, if you're going to get spotted or you're going to get signed. You know, that's where all the record labels tend to be. Um, yeah, I, I, I would just say I'd take over it and make sure that you're, that you're original mm. when, you, when you do you're confident in, in your ability and yeah I think originality is the key I mean in this day it's 2018 now you, you, you've, you've got to have something different you've got, you've got to have a lot of things in your locker and, uh, the music has to be relatable yeah exactly and and, and looking to the, the shows coming up and I guess in particular Scarborough what can the fans expect are you going to maybe give a bit of new material to the fans what, what, are, they, what are they hoping to see I definitely have, I've, I've been working on new material and, and, and I'll be sharing that on, uh, in Scarborough yeah oh. um, some new covers uh, a fresh set yeah I mean I've, like I said I've been away writing music and um, I spent a lot of, lot of time on the road last year mm. my fans will have seen will have seen the same show a few times and a lot of my fans have seen the same show so this, this one's going to be different and, and James with that in mind um do we maybe expect a new album in the next couple of months or a year or so? Is that what? What's the plan there? There'll be an album this year, yeah. We know. I can't really say when it's going to be, but I'm going to put out a few bits of music first, I think, mm. and um, see how that does. No, exactly. And I guess it's just an opportunity, maybe, to sort of give a bit of a hint of what's to come. Is it? I guess. Yeah. Well, one thing I can say is that we're not. Um, I'm, I'm, it's not going to be like any any of the stuff that we've heard before. I mean, the last album was was like an autobiographical autobiographical album, mm. it was like a reintroducing myself. You know, I was, it was talking about what I've been through, the redemption stuff. And, um, that that meant that there was a few kind of slower songs on that record. And, well, uh, certainly the songs that I brought out were were like sort of mid tempo, slow mid tempo songs. Mm. But yeah, well, I want to surprise people. I, you know, I want, I want to show the evolution of me as that. So I don't mm. want to keep putting. Up, I don't want to be known as the thing. You know, the acoustic pop singer songwriter guy. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm making a conscious effort to, to show that that I do hip hop. I do soul. I do funk. I do a lot of different styles of music. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the reaction to the new music. And, and James, I guess just finally. Um... For your fans coming to the tour, and I guess in particular up here, what, what would your message be to them who are looking forward ahead? My message is, is um, yes, yeah, this, this is going to be, uh, I, I'm, I'm in the best place I've ever been in terms of, of, of uh, an artist and live performer, mm. and, and I think you'd be the best of me, really. Um, the, the, new, the new material is, is I, I think, the best stuff I've ever done, and I can't wait, I can't wait to show people. So that was James Arthur, who's coming to Scarborough Open Air Theatre on uh, July 26th. Nathan, 
packed, packed lineup and program for this Scarborough from Air Theatre. I think there's about, I said about eight or nine, maybe ten gigs there. Any of them that take your fancy? Um, to be honest, I would like to go see Britney. And you know, I'm not embarrassed. You're, about you're that. a brave man to say that's good. You know, you know, just just to see. I, I can't remember the last time she released anything new. I can't remember the last time I heard from her. I just want to see, you know, how it's going for her. Um, whether she's still got it, I'm sure she does. You know, otherwise Scarborough wouldn't fork out the big bucks. Exactly, man. And she's coming um, off the back of a residency, I think, in Vegas as well. So yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, from Vegas to Scarborough, it's onwards and upwards. Exactly. But uh, Lionel Richie as well. I think definitely what about yourself yeah well funny you mentioned Lionel Richie a few years ago when I covered uh, Glastonbury he played the sort of Sunday afternoon like legend slot and it was, I think it's the first time I've been to Glastonbury or certainly the first time I've worked at Glastonbury and I went there it was a, re- it was a really sunny day and a real proper like everyone came together single along experience yeah. it was really really fun now, I think that would probably stand out for me um, I guess one of the other things probably mentioned on that programme is I think for me, maybe I don't know, being a Mancunian as well. I think maybe Noel Gallagher would be quite fun because oh, yeah. I saw I saw Noel. Some of you might have saw our review and pieces on the website. He I made saw a lot of friends when he came here, didn't he? Yeah, so I saw him at Leeds about maybe a week or so back at the yeah. arena, and yeah, he was quite friendly, wasn't he? Yeah. What was it he said? Um, so he he pretended that he was in Newcastle and said good after, good evening, even Geordies, and then he said I asked how Leeds United were doing. In a more forthright way and use some more adult language. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he got a lot of interesting responses and reactions. He's always known for being very charming, isn't he? Especially, um, but yeah, I, don't, I mean, to be honest, I'm a bit fed up of those. Like, will will they? Won't they? Oasis yeah, get yeah. back together? But it's good to see his solo career. He's definitely thriving, isn't he? Exactly. And if you want to catch that video, you can go on our website and have a little watch. That's it's good, good watching, worthwhile seeing. So thank you everyone for listening to this week's edition and just before we say goodbye, if you're looking for things to do over the next week or so, um, we've got a couple of suggestions which might take your fancy. So coming up this weekend, um, sort of 25th, 26th weekend, you've got on the Saturday, you've got um, Slam Dunk Festival which is going to take over the city centre with loads of uh, shows, I think Good Charlotte are playing Jimmy Eat World. Frank Carr. Yes. Yeah, so and the Rat on Snakes. Yes, so it's a, it's a big packed lineup. That's um, that's going to be in the city centre around Millennium Square and the O2 and Beckett and them sort of uh, venues. And they've obviously you've got another big of a fest, music fest that weekend, aren't we? Yeah, World Island, um, which has got some really good acts playing. They've got uh, the likes of Loyal Kana, Sampha, and people like that playing. Um, I think it's about thirty-five pound a ticket. Um, that looks pretty good as well. So you could, you know, go from hard rock to <laughs> some more mellow tunes if you fancy. And probably get the Champions League final in there somewhere as well. If definitely, you want to see. Most definitely. <laughs> and then the week after, we've got the um, the Belgrade Feast, which is taking place between June 9 and eleventh. You've got all kinds of um, culinary delights on the menu there. It's a real, it's a real foodies event. It's a big one locked in the calendar. And I guess the other thing I would say as well is obviously this is the a, a pretty much a jam packed sampling of what we've got to offer. But obviously, if you go on our website, you get loads and loads more things going on, events in the city, and so that's www.leeds-live.co.uk. And I guess that's all remains for us to say is um, thank you very much for listening, yeah. and we'll catch you next time. And read the website. <laughs> so, cheerio. Cheers.